Hello and welcome to the Emperor's New Podcast, where we explore every corner of the Emperor's New Groove franchise. I'm your host, Micah Hirsch, and today I'm joined once again by Scott Sandler. We're back for more me. <laughs> Randy Martin. We're back for more Cusco. And for the first time on our podcast, you may know him as the T in Channel KRT, and also basically what I am for the Emperor's New Groove, this guy is for the mask. Please welcome Tyler Green. But ciao. No, no, wrong no. Ego- he was, wrong he, egotistical Disney Somebody character. stop him. He, he didn't end up in the movie. <laughs> you know, oh, I was going to go for what uh, Oscar said, but I forgot what his catchphrase was. Doom so Dan. that's good enough, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, Owen Wilson is relevant for, for that specific character at the moment, I'm sure. Yeah. And nothing else. So, I still have to finish episode three. <laughs> I haven't watched, I haven't started it yet. I was watching it Thursday. I got way too high and started falling asleep. So I had to postpone it and I just haven't gotten back to it yet. I was going to watch Loki and then I got high. <laughs> so today we'll be discussing The Emperor's New School, Season 1, Episode 15, The New Kid slash Officer Kronk. I feel like I remember The New Kid a little bit. I think because... he's voiced by Corey Burton. I, I specifically remember um, I, I was Principal Amzie. That, uh, that Oscar wasn't voiced by a special guest star. Yeah, I think he's voiced by Corey Burton. Which isn't I really think... all that special a guest star. No, he's just so. a voice actor. Well, he's he's pretty iconic. The guy uh, the guy you get when you need someone else to do your like Buzz Lightyear or something mm-hmm. in a theme park. He sounded very familiar, but I just could not place that voice. Also, I think he's Captain Hook now. Oh, yeah, Micah, you were right. It is Corey Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, according to the Disney Wiki. So, sweet. Um, yeah, Kuzco, so turns out he wasn't Yzma in disguise. Turns out he's Captain Hook in disguise. <laughs> I'm kind of spoiling it, but... Yeah. You can so, never have too much Corey Burton, man. That's all I And got. so the episode opens with show and tell, and Kronk is showing uh, Herbie the rope ball. There's a rope... You know, everyone has show and tell in high school. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's a, he collects a bunch of rope and makes a giant rope ball. And then he the, the, the rope's real name isn't Herbie. He just named it Herbie for the show and tell to spice it up. I got to um, say, I got to say, I kind of love it. When like a sh- there's a TV show that takes place in like a high school, but they're obviously trying to target like a child demographic. So you have like a high school doing shit like show and tell. <laughs> Did you, guys also, know, did you guys remember on Pee-wee's Playhouse when he used to bring out like the uh, rubber band ball? No, Same exact energy as that. But I, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen a whole lot of Pee-wee's Playhouse. I mostly just seen the movies. So. Okay, so but we're I, definitely gonna talk about it on KRT someday. I've been watching a shitload of it lately. I'm, I'm big on Power Rangers, and in the third episode of Ninja Steel, after okay. two really good episodes. You start getting into the lessons of the day and what they're teaching in the school is elementary school level math. Yeah, but- and it was Ninja Steel did not end up being a very good they don't quite go that far because there actually is an elementary uh section of Cusco Academy for like Tipo and stuff so you know that is a good point. It- is this canonically supposed to be a high school or it's supposed, uh, presumably, it's supposed to be a high school because the care because Melina wants to get into college, and, and oh. the, 
and the and the huge graduation ceremony in the series finale. Yeah, I mean, colleges have graduation ceremonies too. <laughs> yeah, because it's just been it's just been ages since I've like seen like all of the show. Like I've, I've outside of the episode, they never I've explicitly say the words high school, but characters want to get into college, and that makes me assume it's a high school. <laughs> I kind of just assumed and it's, it's that not like Kuzco went college. all the way back to eighth grade or so. So no, but there is an episode where he goes back to Cusco Garden, and that is the episode where you see what the elementary or preschool, the kindergarten part of Cusco County. The, the teenage robot um, episode with that plot, and I remember it being pretty memorable. Well, that's also that's also yeah, the I... plot of Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this. This episode really needed a clown on stilts falling down and having a brain hemorrhage. Or the episode where Cusco went back to Cusco. One of these episodes did. All we have in this series is there's a delivery clown and there's one Twilight Zone parody episode where Kronk <laughs> thinks that everyone uses his brain to turn to make everyone a clown. I actually just remembered speaking of like, you know, shows that take place at a high school targeting kids. So they do things that would be done in an elementary school. That just reminded me of SpongeBob, how like in driving school, they do shit like field trips and essays and like new students. I but... went to college, did field well, trips. I've been to, and when I went to driving school, yeah, none of that school. happened. They just scared, they, they just traumatized you with I've, like well, live footage of car how... crashes. <laughs> Remember how uh, HBO Max canceled Infinity Train for not having a child entry point? Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, boating school was a compromise of that because they wanted SpongeBob in regular school. Yeah. But Stephen was like, no, no. And so what was a compromise was boating school. I wish I wish more shows could be like Infinity Train. I wish my driving school was more like boating school. I just got traumatized instead. <laughs> what I learned at Cusco Academy is I like, never like it'd I, be more accurate yeah. if they showed like <laughs> Mrs. Puff saying, "By the way, wear your seatbelt, or as soon as you sit down in your car, you will die instantly." Yeah, I <laughs> the millisecond your ass touches the seat. I've it never physically. Be so it'll be like one ass cheek. <laughs> like it'll, you the just, car will just spontaneously come yeah. The molecular energy of your ass cheek, as soon as it touches the seat, your car <laughs> will flip over like fifty times. Get total. I saw that happen like, once. And you I will saw be ground. And you'll be ground. Oh, yeah. Um, I've never physically been to high school, so I don't know a lot of what they do other than what I had to learn from online high school. <laughs> God, I wish I could have done online high school. Would have saved me a whole bunch of trauma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, you, anyway, we're you, not here you to pan- talk about that. You Gen Zs with your pandemic and your online learning don't know I mean, how this good was, you have it. I mean, this was pre-pandemic, but... <laughs> 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 I've since right. I've been to physical college, but I haven't been to physical high school. <laughs> so then there's a new kid played by Corey Burton, who shows up, who is also an emperor and has his own theme song guy with a theme song that he sings. And it's... A, a darker theme song guy, too. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone, they wanted to get it more accurate. Well, I mean, it, it's a different person, so... I mean, yeah. Like, Cusco had, um, Cusco had Tom Jones. That? Yeah, I don't know who does the theme song guy in the TV show. I think it might have been Kevin Michael Richardson. It, it could have been. Is yeah. he the one who was Oogie Boogie? No, Oogie Boogie's Ken Page. Kevin There's a Michael whole lot Richards- of 
whole Kevin, lot of Kens who are really good at singing. Kevin. It's Kevin Michael. Oh, Kevin. Rich- Kevin Michael Richardson is uh, Gantu and Lilo and Stitch and every. Oh, that's right. And he's also in every cartoon that's ever existed as someone with a deep voice. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. He, 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 he entered the Simpsons pool like 23, Simps- 23 seasons in and that's. Let me look up yeah. what else. Well, he's one of their he's one of their utility players now. So yeah, and that wasn't until well, like- I, I love that in that when they need a re- well, obviously they wanted to get someone who was actually black to play these characters. I love that they when they when they when they decided in the recent Simpsons to re- to replace recast characters, they went to veteran or like classic voice actors. Like Gray Griffin is now Martin Prince, I think. I gotta say, it's really cool that they're actually getting, like, someone who is well-known as a voice impersonator to play Cleveland, and it's a person of color as well. And they were Speaking of family a, guy, speaking of family guy, I knew, I knew his voice is familiar because in family guy, he is Cleveland Jr. and Jerome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he's a principal in American Dad also. Yep, Principal Lewis. <laughs> As soon um, as you mentioned Family Guy, Randy's ears just perk up. And, he's, and, he, <laughs> and, he, my... and in, in this show, he also voices a character called Cabo. Yeah, so, the bully. The bully, yeah. So right. Cusco is, so this new emperor guy really likes Cusco. He's like a big Cusco fanatic. Um, and Cusco is suspicious of this. He, it, it's sus to him. You know, my question is, how far can someone be, can someone's head be up their own ass that they have so much of an ego that they don't realize somebody actually likes them <laughs> for who they are? It's... Yeah, and it's so, well, it's because deep down, Cusco's really self-loathing and he just acts like he loves himself all the time. Like, I, as soon as I saw a new kid obsessed with Cusco, I thought that I knew this was going to go one of two ways. One. Cusco's gonna be like, hey, I like this guy because he's just as obsessed with me as I am. And he turns out to be a villain. Or Cusco's like, oh, I'm suspicious. This guy likes me too much. And it turns out he's like actually a genuine fan film trying to do like a documentary or something. Yeah, that would have been too. I wish he did a documentary. That would have been interesting. Uh, and then, so and then, then once Kuzco started getting suspicious, I was like, yep, no, there's, there's no way that guy's evil. He's like yeah. genuine. Wait, if um, too, o- it would be too obvious if he was evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, Oscar Academy, Oscar's so white. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, here he's not white, thank- thankfully. Yeah. I mean, he's voiced by a white guy, which isn't ideal, but. Ah, yes. Famous, uh, famous Mayan name, Oscar. And it's spelled at L-O-Z-K-A-R. I, I think it was K-E-R. Maybe it's actually. K. Yeah, K-E-R, which is even weirder. <laughs> but it's deliberate because it's to, to echo Cusco, I guess. Um, which is also not spelled correctly <laughs> because Cusco is a real city in Peru that's spelled C-U-S-C-O. You know, I wonder if Oscar's ever gotten And, and Kuzco is like singing this early? Like yeah. podcasting this early? What time yeah. What time <laughs> does, early. What time does Cusco have his theme song every day? Like I always assumed it was in the morning, but if he's saying that this is too early, then maybe it's not. <laughs> oh come on, Cusco. It's all it's almost close to lunchtime.
Yeah. <laughs> I feel that so hard as someone who regularly sleeps until 11, a- 11 like 30 a.m. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time I had. It's okay. I was planning on waking up early anyway because I'm going to Providence Pride. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. We're so happy for you. Thank awesome. you. And honor, Andy. So with, with who's coming his current position? I, I can see why he uh, why he was so worried because with with his positions, who's we like if if Oscar was like scouting to maybe conquer? Yeah, I don't think who's the who's in position to lead the army. Yeah, that's a good point, by the way. Um, yeah. Anyways, like the throne is completely empty. That's my head that's cannon. True. There's no there's no one running the empire because. For some reason, it didn't cross Isla's mind that she could just take over the empire while Cusco's at school and then make a rule that he can't become emperor again. It never crossed her mind to do that. So what you're telling me is there is currently no governing body and the country has not fallen into total chaos and anarchy. Things are still solid and organized. So what you're saying is we don't need a president. (laughs) Joe Biden, go retire. (laughs) Huzzah! Yeah, and there's Joe also Biden the fact that Cusco suspects that Oscar may or may not be Yzma slash Principal Amzi, and it leads into this joke where it turns out Yzma's not doing anything at all in this episode. She is just like doing principal stuff as much as she can to her ability, but yeah, I fucking and love Principal Amzi. Great joke. It leads to this great joke too. Hey, if you're if you're not Yzma, then why do you have one of her alligators? And then she zooms over and puts a wig on the alligator. <laughs> and and this is the second straight episode where Yzma doesn't do the scheme fantasy. You you yeah. could just oh, yeah, say you could just say this is South America. Alli- crocodiles just live here. It got into my office, and I just let it stay. Yeah, Yzma, um, Cusco. Imagine like does his own version of what he thinks Isma's plan would be, and it does the animation. And yeah, he, he, he must know he knows Isma really well because he comes up with a weird, overcomplicated plan before just settling <laughs> on that. Because he he thinks Isma. I, I, I think it was a recycled like a plan, like make him melt in the hot sun, and then she'll turn herself turn her into a spider, and then she'll eat Cusco. She no, it was, um, it was, like it was, um, she would turn him into like, you know, a kumquat or whatever, let him, let him rot in the sun, flies would start eating him, and then she'd turn into a spider and then eat the flies. Like the old lady who swallowed a fly kind of, <laughs> <laughs> um, or she'll just turn into a new kid and smash him over here. Um, so Cusco comes up with this plan, uh, picture day is coming up, which leads, which, Lee's Credence, is that the word I'm thinking, to my theory that this show takes place over the course of at least a couple years because there's another episode where there's a picture day. Um, huh, okay. So Cusco's planning to use detergent to wash off Oscar's disguise. And Molina's trying to talk him out of it. And mm-hmm. he's like, but how come you never see, you never see um oscar and yzma slash amzi in the same place and Lena's like i do and then it shows that amzi is also in line it's like oh she's day. right oh she's right there <laughs> oh man why do they always do picture day on the days where my hair looks terrible <laughs> which is funny because it's a wig yzma has hair 
Yeah, it's a wig. <laughs> if you watch the movie. I, I always bald. thought she. I I always figured she actually was reptilian. Like she's bald, and the, uh, she just overcompensates it with wigs and hats. And, and this and the um so and this so small she's ever, so she's... kicks in because Mata is doing picture day while she still has kitchen duty to do. Yeah. So uh, Melina makes Cusco feel real guilty. So Cusco decides to, uh, but Kronk sees the rope that Cusco decided not to pull that was going to trigger the whole convoluted thing and wants to add it to Herbie the rope ball and pulls it. And then Cusco dashes in and pushes uh, Oscar out of the way. And Cusco gets all his clothes washed off, basically. Which What is, what is this ancient detergent made out of that it dissolves clothes like that? Acid. Except yeah, then it would dissolve you. It would also have to melt Cusco's skin as yeah. well. It's clothes. It's clothes eating. It has specific cloth eating uh, bio uh, organisms in it. Modest enough it was, to leave the boxers. Oh, by the way, his underwear is very conveniently safe. Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. uh, you can't it, it's, you can't it's show Cusco's very, penis and balls very on modest Disney Channel. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what's stupid? I remember an episode of American Dragon, Jake Long, where, where they, they showed his balls, where he gets kicked in the nuts, but they don't show him getting kicked in the nuts. What the fuck? <laughs> you can't. We want balls on Disney Channel. S and P says that you can't show someone being kicked in the nuts. <laughs> like it's not a nut sh- it's not a good nut shot if you can't show someone getting hit in the nuts and then the guy in the wig comes up and says my friend you've just been kicked in the nuts <laughs> no no you forgot you forgot the crowd shot of people going "Ooh!" for the trailer <laughs> so um i thought you were gonna say they show they show his dragon balls um oh <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, so, and then, so Cusco saved them, saved Oscar, and then Oscar reveals he was making the whole emperor thing up to fit it, and he's actually a full varsity decathlon champ. Which good for him. And he never shows up in another episode, so. So he's a Stan. (laughs) Why didn't they name him Stan? (laughs) And then Cusco gets crushed by Herbie the Rope Ball. (laughs) And this is only the first time Cusco's gonna die here. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and to our knowledge at least but <laughs> I mean do cartoon characters really die unless they've been dipped <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true yeah that's a good oh wait oh wait no Cusco was in the uh he was in that who framed Roger Rabbit DVD yeah, he was yeah, uh, yeah. oh yeah escape, escape from Walt Disney <laughs> oh yeah that's right so maybe yeah so even he's not invincible to the dip so who knows yeah, well then I'm, I'm I don't want to kill Cusco. Maybe so. that laun- maybe that laundry detergent was actually dip for clothes. Dip for yeah. <laughs> it washes. I mean, we, we've seen what it does to shoes. But also also this entire series was animated on computers, so that brings up a whole other question because the whole point of dip is that it's made out of paint thinner and all this film dissolver and all this stuff. So that makes me curious. What? How would you get rid of a digital cartoon or CGI character? What would kill Magnets. Them? Yeah, that's what I... Magnets. <laughs> cartoons seem to have... Regular cartoons seem to have a, a, a good supply of... Well, m- maybe... Maybe... Uh, because it's... 
Um, some shows that just do do the hand drawn and then bring it to digital. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Still, are are they layered? Are they layered to need both? It was hand drawn, but it was hand drawn on the tablets. I I mean, I assume it was hand drawn on the tablets. I know it was done with a software with like Toon Boom or something by a studio that they uh, outsourced to. Um, to look similar to the movie, but clearly not exactly like the movie. Yeah, the shading is not there. Yeah. Yeah. With TV, they don't work generally. Unless there's a specific specific scenes, they'll put shading in, but they pick and choose. Um, so the next episode, after the one that we just mentioned, is Officer Kronk, and it, Kronk becomes a monitor for the halls, the hall monitor. Which he never because he never says we that. all know how well being the hall monitor turned out for Jimmy Neutron and SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, yeah they've done this trope a lot in kids shows. I'm starting to notice. Yeah. Don't forget uh, Ned's Declassified. I did <laughs> forget it. Which well, is just the greatest cool. show Nickelodeon has ever aired. Don't it's at me. It's true, and you should say it, Randy. Um. So Yzma wants to make Kronk a hall monitor so he can find Cusco doing something three times and expel him. So then Yzma, you know, becomes empress. That's the whole thing. Um, so Cusco, apparently there's this rule that no one's allowed to stand on the Cusco mosaic tile floor. And Kronk catches Cusco standing on it and uh, Cusco pulls a Bugs Bunny thing and tells Kronk he's standing on it and he's still standing on it and he's still standing on it. So then Cusco tells him he won't tell anybody that he broke the rules if he enforces all the rules that Krog makes up, or that Cusco makes up. I don't know why I keep mixing up my, my Ks. Um, <laughs> but why, why couldn't uh, why couldn't Yzma just make up those rules directly? Because she's Yzma. <laughs> <laughs> like, she has to get Krog to do everything for her. <laughs> you're the principal. Are they not, like, one of the most powerful beings in a school? I assume that all these rules that Cusco is breaking and, and doesn't like. been using the rules to try to get him expelled anyway. So yeah. what, <laughs> why, why are you ceding power to the hall monitor? Why am, am I one to believe that all these rules Cusco complains about at the beginning were put in place by him before he started going there? I just love how this episode just causes a domino effect of Yzma, of Yzma wants to get rid of Cusco and it ends with Cusco gets rid of everybody. Yeah. Granted, including he does the back- it unintentionally, but oh, including the background painters. Yeah, so so eventually, <laughs> oh yeah, that was such a great joke. Kronk starts enforcing all these Cusco rules, and it goes. Kronk doesn't. Kronk is just an enforcer. Cusco's the mastermind behind making all the crazy rules, and everyone ends up in the dungeon, and Kronk quits and ends up in the dungeon. There's this one part where where Kronk is telling Cusco, "If you keep dungeoning people, you're gonna end up like the emperor in that story," you know. The story about the emperor who ended up emperor of nothing. <laughs> you know, I it can't be stressed enough. I know we've talked about it ad nauseum, but it's always so fucking good to see Patrick Warburton just having the time of his life. Yes, on this show, it the the best part about Patrick Warburton is that he obviously does just the same voice, which is his own voice for every yeah. role. And every single time, it just works. Yeah, hey, Mr. Enner. Hey, Mr. Enner. Patrick Warburton isn't being overused. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Shit, what's the name of the guy who's Bob Belcher and Archer? H. John Benjamin. Yes, he also has that kind of voice where he yes, just I uses know. the I, same I voice. I posted a thing today. And it works. 
where you say, this is Patrick Warburton, and when Patrick Warburton has a call, it's H. John Benjamin. Hey, oh, I'm man, H. John Benjamin. Warburton impression. <laughs> all um, I have to do is sound like I want to die all the time, and uh, you've got an iconic role. I love yeah, you, we are. you're all um, terrible. Hi, I'm Bob from Bob's Burgers. Hi, I'm Archer <laughs> from Archer. I think the difference is Ar- one, of, one of them yells more. But I'm not, I don't, can never remember which one is the one that yells more. Hey, I'm the guy who works at the convenience store from Family Guy. Micah and I actually had this conversation a couple months ago, um, (laughs) where it was was actually in a thread that was where the OP had the clip of Enter complaining about Warburton. Yeah. I have a fun fact about that. That was one of my last tweets from my previous account that was unfortunately. Suspended. The show we used, the clip, the show um, that Enter used was talking about was the exes, where Patrick Warburton plays a dad. You know who plays the mom in the exes? Wendy Malick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that is interesting. <laughs> and I remember um, the the little brother of the family was voiced by. Uh, Jensen Panettiere, who was uh, Hayden, who is Hayden's little brother. Man. And he starred in oh. a, a Nickelodeon or- original movie yeah. called time. The Last Day of Summer, which was... Oh, yeah, that's right. Every time I watch Scream 4, I think, that woman was Dot in A Bug's Life. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the cast of the exes, and... Uh... Yeah, Chris Hardwick was on that show, apparently. Oh, yeah. ew. Um, but we so, don't have to talk about him. Anyways, everyone gets thrown <laughs> in the dungeon. Obscurity. Kronk, we don't have to talk about him one iota. Kronk um, quits <laughs> and throws himself in the dungeon. So Cusco uh, takes over, but everyone's already in the dungeon, including the chimp and the bug. Um, and as you said before, the background painter. So the background's all black and white now. So uh, Cusco makes up a bunch of rules and throws himself in the dungeon, and that's basically the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends with, like, you know, he's like, oh, I got the key in the poncho. He can't reach it because, you know, his arms are, you know, hanging uh, from the wall. So we're just left to assume that everybody died of starvation. <laughs> and I, I was... Even though the status quo was God, they were probably better at the, at the next episode anyway so yeah they just my assumption is is uh someone is that they get got out you can like use your feet or something right like i don't <laughs> want to see it but i'm just I'm, I'm assuming you could do that i mean he had, had like, to have imprisoned at least tongue like you you, you if you like that. grab the key with your foot then put your foot up oh god to your mouth and put the key in your mouth and then do this um, and then you unlock everybody else normally. <laughs> so was- I guess if I had the poncho, I'd be fucked because I'm not flexible enough to do that and at all. But if the, you're like a cheerleader or something, you might be flexible. That was and co- the revelation. The revelation that they were standing on the mosaic was accompanied by the condor patch thing. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Just it goes no, nah, no. Nah, nah. Basically, every time they say condor patch. No, no, no. I knocked my microphone over. Oh, no. And 
Country um, when, when, when Chicha and the kids were locked up, they were called the wife of a peasant and the children of a peasant, but yes. wouldn't they all be peasants? <laughs> yeah, but it's Cusco making up the rules. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love how the Ben Stein professor gets arrested for what else? Loving wind chimes. Yeah. How did they not include the line, you should have thought about that before you became peasants? Well, they did include the line, thanks, I'll log that one away. So maybe they thought they had filled their quota of lines from the movie. And oh, then well, during- it wasn't on screen. Yeah. Should should we get, uh, should we try to get papaya pizza bites on an episode of Binging with Babish? Ooh, yeah, there's a thought. <laughs> yeah, so that's- With the, Dijon. This is where I learned what Dijon mustard is, um, was from this episode. Um and so before Yzma sends Kronk, uh, they do the thing where they talk and she wants papaya pizza bites with mustard, but not the, not the yellow stuff. And Kronk says Dijon. All mustard is a shade of yellow. Okay, maybe not brown. Some mustard is more brownish. Like I think Dijon is more brownish. Dijon, honey. Um... And then there's Poupon. <laughs> Gray Poupon. Because it's Poupon. That's a, that's an unfortunate name. <laughs> Pardon me, do you have any poop? <laughs> Poupon you. Um, and then during the credits, I guess sometime after they escaped, Kronk became home monitor one more time to give the no rules rule, which cancels itself out because it's a rule yeah. where the rule is that there's no rules. Yeah, no Yuzma, new rules. I, I'm, just, I'm just realizing this now, but Yuzma kind of just disappears from this episode. She's... Locked up in the dungeon for being uh, scary, ugly beyond belief, and because dinosaurs aren't allowed to roam the earth anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to mention that. That is such a savage fucking line. I love that. It's, it's not, you know, oh, dinosaurs are extinct. No, dinosaurs are just not allowed. <laughs> oh, so we had, this is why we had to wait for the Mayan Empire to fall before we could make Jurassic Park a thing. Yeah. yeah. So you're telling me that somehow... The Emperor's New School and the Little Mermaid cartoon somehow share a universe? I mean... Sure, why not? I mean, they share a, uni- I mean, the, they share a universe with the podcast. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, according to Disney World, all these characters just coexist in and Orlando, Florida. In Orlando, it's like Florida. Have the portals. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like what I was saying. Well, the Emperor's New School... Exists within this podcast, and clearly the Little Mermaid <laughs> series exists within this podcast. So yeah, I guess there is Crossover. an episode where they show dinosaurs, but it's like a flashback that reveals that Isma's uh, evil MP3 player time machine uh, killed the dinosaurs because it plays only plays disco. Go to any Disney park, you could just see Peter Pan and Mike Wazowski hanging out. And you know, there is no such thing as and, different universes in Bri- the Disney. And Brianna Garcia makes videos about it. <laughs> all right shout out oh. to her yeah so um there's the no rules rule and then they show the logo but my favorite part in the in the credits is when they mentioned the logo and they did it in this one <laughs> zero stars no <laughs> nobody said pull the lever zero stars yeah yeah <laughs> how dare a show try to switch things up and do different things in each episode stick to the status quo i mean, I mean no 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 oh no no there is hey. to the stuff you know there is an emperor's new school musical <laughs> oh yeah that's right if you want to be cool follow one 
one simple rule don't mess with the flow no no stick to the status quo thanks for no. stuck in my head all day now and and skid there, no, there were no potions in this episode either hmm? what did you say or in either episode there was not what sorry there were there were no actual potions used in these episodes. Yeah, there's no potions used. There was no potions in the episode we covered on Channel KRT. Check that out. Um, yes. <laughs> either of them. Like, Yzma came up with a whole new... Oh, there's a lot of times in the second season where Yzma comes up with plans that don't involve potions, including her plan to bring a statue to life that crushes Kishko. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's later. Um that was the episode um it always like that was the thing is as a kid i always like hated when episodes had endings where there was no resolution (laughs) oh dude same Mm -hmm. like it was always like i know that things are going to be back to normal in the next episode it still bothers me (laughs) i want that closure Like, I don't want to think that all these people died. Mostly, I don't want to think that Melina died, but. <laughs> it's a cartoon. Everyone's okay. We're it, fine. We all just starved to death temporarily. It's fine. I don't think that, I don't think death is even a thing. I, I my, think- my headcanon is that this is actually based on a true story, and this is how the Mayan Empire eventually fell. <laughs> because everyone was in jail. <laughs> It all, it all fell because of one dumbass teenager. <laughs> but Cusco's our dumbass teenager. Yep. So. I would like to apologize for the very loud car that drove by. Um, for, some re- for some reason, everyone in Rhode Island and Attleboro wants to make their car, their, their Honda Civics, fart really, really loud. <laughs> I don't know. It, it makes them feel like they're the most special boy in the entire universe. So, uh... <laughs> Special boy. It must be a Northeast thing. So the... So what? I guess what did you all think of the episodes? I liked them. I, it was it was a lot. It's a of good fun. show. Oh no! Uh, I, I I'll, think, I'll go again. It's fine. No, I, I, I think like New Kid might have been better I, than I, Officer Kronk. Wait, what? He thinks. I, I think New Kid might have been better than Officer Kronk. Just. I I mean personally, I think Officer Kronk was a little more. Oh, and of course, all Kronks are bastards. Just a sucker. For anything and everything, like Patrick Warburton. Yeah, he wasn't in yeah, the first true. segment much, like, other than the Herbie the Rope Ball stuff. Even then, he's still fucking giving yeah. it. Yeah, you think he's still giving it his all? <laughs> they should make an entire spinoff series about Herbie the Rope Ball. They can make Herbie the Rope Ball goes to Monte Carlo. Um, Herbie the Rope Ball goes bananas. Herbie the Rope Ball fully loaded, written by the same guy who. Uh, what did he write? <laughs> that was actually. It's actually good. I don't remember. And of course, I saw Herbie, Herbie the Rope Ball drives the truck. Herbie fully loaded in, in theaters. Yes, I distinct- sure existed. I distinctly remember the DVD of Herbie fully loaded is the first place I at least saw the DVD trailer, the trailer for Crocs New Groove attached to, or preview, I guess. And Herbie fully loaded on the, I think I'm I did. I'm look it up. I do remember that I think I wanted either Herbie fully loaded or madagascar on dvd for christmas in like 2000 whatever um instead i got because of win dixie (laughs) because if you put those two movies together you get because of win dixie yeah what happens when you combine madagascar with herbie fully loaded 
dog movie. <laughs> you one got thing Herbie I hated... fully loaded in my Madagascar. You got I need Madagascar to go on one... in my Herbie fully loaded. Win Dixie. It's the hippo hop. One thing I actually hated was because I've watched both the movie and I read the book in school. Um, in the book, the main girl, I forgot her name, is described as having, you know, red hair and freckles because, you know, that was an important plot point because of, you know, the mom just deciding to fuck off. But in the movie, they're like, uh, let's get the cute little blonde girl that everyone loves and Sophia Robb in it. And let's completely change that one part. Yeah, because blonde hair and blue eyes. Because everyone needs her for book adaptations after Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Bridge to Terabithia. I need to ask Anne Sophia Rob a question. Are you okay? Did you just get to be a kid at all? Because you were in every single movie in existence from like 2004 to 2007. Yeah. And then she swung across the lake and broke her neck. Her and Dakota Fanning, because like. Yep. She was in the cat in the hat. She did. Dakota uh, Fanning was was Lilo and Lilo and Stitch too because. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Interestingly, because Devay Chase was too busy working on the TV series. I gotta be honest. I love that the voice of Lilo in the original movie is the little girl from The Ring. Is well, that the, not the most perfect casting he, ever? He's Lilo in yes. everything but the but Stitch has a glitch. So. Yeah, Dakota <laughs> Fanning was also in a horror movie um as well but they they cast her because she was friends with debate chase so they knew they knew each other <laughs> yeah, fair enough um but anyways the guy i was thinking of was thomas lennon who was a guest on earth ned he wrote he was one of the writers of herbie fully loaded and he wrote like think all of the night at the museum movies or was one of the writers of all of the night at the museum movies and is a friend with weird of weird outs yes um I don't know. Oh, we were talking about this because Herbie the Rope Ball is the name of a character in the episode. I was trying to remember how we got to this point. Character. Yeah, I'm character. Close. He's not yeah, he sentient. He's just a rope ball. Um, yeah. So. Or is he? Well, we never see him again, so we never find out. Ah, <laughs> uh, he died. <laughs> in the pre in the previous episode, uh, Kronk's family wins a a, thing, a lifetime supply of rope. I'm wondering how much of that rope went into making Herbie the Rope Ball. That would have been great to actually explicitly put continuity in for. Yeah, I know, but I don't think that they. I don't. I, these episodes probably weren't even written in the order they were um, aired in. So. <laughs> yeah. Because I know for a fact that some of these episodes aired out of production order because there's an episode that introduces Cabo after he's already been introduced. Um. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's normal for TV for Disney Channel shows though. They air yeah. stuff out of production order all the time. Um so the episode solid, even though I didn't like the ending. <laughs> Fair. Um, but I just assume that the that the credit scene takes place afterwards and it makes me feel better. I feel like one day some archae shut the Fuck up with your Honda Civics and your Jeep Cherokees. Anyway, <laughs> um, what I was going to say was uh, I feel like some archaeologist is going to find some sort of like underground tunnel system in like the remains the of the Mayan Empire. Yeah, that's what's under Disney World. And, you, and, and they're going <laughs> to just find a bunch of skeletons all in like <laughs> school uniforms and one of them in like a police 
police outfit. Yeah, yeah. The 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 ruins of the Inca Empire was located under uh or the the remains of the Inca Empire was located under Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Who knew? So you're telling me the Utilidors are actually the Incan Kingdom? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I knew it. All of Disney World is 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 run by Cusco. <laughs> I knew it even before the movie even was uh, fathomed. Yeah, Cusco Cusco runs. Surprisingly, he's awfully generous with the other characters. Turns out the Emperor's new groove was an idea by Walt Disney himself. No, it didn't start out as Kingdom of the Sun. That's just a cover story for some reason. Walt Disney. Walt was, Disney. Walt Disney got the idea to start his studio from the Emperor's new groove. Walt Disney um, had a lot of inspiration from Cusco, like um, uh, self-centeredness. <laughs> Cusco taught hating Walt- hating the idea of human rights. <laughs> Cusco taught Walt Disney. Uh, how to name names. Cusco taught Walt Disney how to tear <laughs> down how to tear down people's homes for a names, water park. Yeah, Walt name names. Yeah. So uh, I guess now would be that time where we do the thing where we plug the stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. So me and so you can find me on Twitter at TylerFG, Instagram at TylerFG96 on Instagram. Me and Randy are two of the hosts of the Channel KRT podcast, uh, which is a podcast that we host with our friend Kit Quinn, who's also been on this very show. It's a show about it's a show where we look back on this obscure and nostalgic media. As of recording this, we actually just did an episode on this bizarre infomercial for Jimboree starring Jimbo the Clown. I had They're... just finished repressing that, Tyler. Now I have oh. to do it all over Wait, again. Was an infomercial for it instead of like an actual special or... I, I think it was sort of like it a was glorified both. infomercial. It, it was like an infomercial. Like put it in the podcast. Like it, those... It's like I said, it's an infomercial for babies. Like those videos that they give you that teach you about the places place to go to buy the things or do the stuff. Hi, Billy Mays here, and I'm here to introduce you to Shapes and Colors. But yeah, Jimbo the Clown by the is horrifying, like, I, I can't even describe him. You just when when Billy Mays had died, I had this, it, his, he kept playing in my head, like, his he was advertising the Billy Mays tombstone. <laughs> Hi, oh. Billy Mays here. To advertise to you, hell. Turns out (laughs) hell is awesome. But yeah, well, also our next episode will be a palate cleanser in which we'll be talking about what else? The Mask Animated Series. So you can find us wherever you hear your podcasts. We're on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, Instagram at channel KRT podcast. And you can also find us on Patreon where we have exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and more. Oh, do I plug my thing now? Yeah, got it. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah, as Tyler just said, um, I am also on Channel KRT. You can also find me on a few select episodes of Escape from Vault Disney, and you can find me on Twitter at Cosmic Rewind. I'm I'm on Twitter at the Nick Fan Club. My my Instagram is Scottdown194, and you can you can find me on previous episodes of this podcast, including the very most previous one. So not much has changed, but but I am still on uh, select episodes of Podcast Without a Cool Acronym and, and Realm of Immersion. 
as well as an episode of the last episode, uh, which where I talked about uh, the first episode of Loki and how Agents of Shield really isn't down for the count yet. And I'm also scheduled to well, not quite scheduled yet, but I'm I'm set to appear in an episode of Because I've Lost Control of My Life, which is in which is a Rugrats podcast. Beautiful and name for a podcast. I'm going to be on the episode that will cover Family Reunion and Grandpa's Date from season two. Ooh, okay, cool. I also play Pokemon Go, and I I don't want to open it right now, but it, yeah, I have a friend code and all that. And but yeah, you could you could tweet me for it later. And you can find me at Michael Hirsch on Twitter. I also make animated cartoons on YouTube through the channel Fireblast Studios. If you like my work and want to support me. You can pledge to the Fireblast Studios Patreon for early access to videos, behind the scenes footage, and more. What's his name?